ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. The Queensland gillnet fishing industry says they've reached a tipping point, describing the current conditions they operate under as unsafe and leaving the seafood industry worried for the future. 2024 marks the first of three years under which gillnet fishing will be phased out. Lucy Cooper reports. The Australian and Queensland governments have committed more than $160 million to phase out gillnet fishing in the Great Barrier Reef World Heritage Area by mid-2027. A decision, Sean Breen, the Director of Fisheries Management with Fisheries Queensland, says was based on evidence that gillnets pose risks to protected species. Over a long period of time, there have been concerns raised about gillnetting. And over a number of years, there has been many interactions reported um, with threatened species such as dugongs, also dolphins, rays, uh, sea snakes, crocodiles, turtles. Uh, and from, from all of that science over, you know, 30 odd years, it suggested that there did need to be uh, further actions taken to minimise the impacts on those species from gill netting. Gill nets are long rectangular panels of netting that are held vertically in the water and anchored to the ocean floor at either end. Fish swim into the net and are entangled by the gills, fins and spines. The nets are kept vertical by the floats along the top and weights along the bottom. The phase-out of the use of these nets begun on the 1st of February this year and was marked with the allocation of new NX licences, which allow gillnet fishers to continue for the next three years, but with new conditions. Only 23 out of a possible 40 licences have been granted, a decision Queensland Fisheries says was actually prompted from industry consultation. When we did some targeted consultation um, in in regional Queensland with the fishers that would be interested in undertaking this kind of fishing, a lot of them raised concerns uh, around concentrated fishing effort and competition between themselves in these regions. So they were very concerned that 40, in fact, may be too many to be granted in total. And they were keen to see a smaller number issued to to deal with that uh, potential conflict and competition. So with that in mind, Fisheries Queensland determined uh, to probably, we'll end up issuing 30 altogether. The decision to phase out gillnets haven't just left the fishing industry reeling, but also the seafood industry. Lucas Danzi owns North Shore Seafood Company in Townsville, which supplies wild-caught seafood caught by local fishermen. He's been involved with the industry for his entire life. I grew up in a little town called Tinkam Bay in southeast Queensland, so from the age of sort of six onwards, fishing, uh, avid recreational fishermen, and then uh, trawling life as well, so going to sea on the trawler, catching prawns and bugs and scallops and things like that, and really being indentured in the... Um, the commercial fishing industry my whole life and then later on having my shop and being able to have the dream of being able to supply that to people and it's really upsetting that after all of these years and my whole life of being in the industry and priding ourselves on what we do the government's trying to shut down this 
you know, precious resource that we have. Gillnet fishermen do supply his shop and despite rising cost of living putting pressure on wallets, he said in recent years people are prepared to pay more for his seafood. There's been a paradigm shift in the later years of people looking for a better quality and not necessarily caring so much for the price. We only supply local wild caught seafood therefore all of our options are the more expensive option and as far as the Woolworths that's beside our business here we actually sell more seafood than they do and I think that's proof in the pudding that people are prepared to not only spend the money for a good product but support our business over the top of a large retailer. Lucas says decisions made by Fisheries Queensland are hurtful. What hurts us the most is that we're very good at what we do and we've been doing it our whole lives and we can do it in a sustainable way but when that's, that's torn apart year after year with new legislations that don't even make sense you know, to the, the industry itself and, and that's what's super upsetting. Sean Breen of Fisheries Queensland said the phase out of gillnets should not come as a surprise to the industry. Issues with protected species have been known since the 90s. The gillnet issue and the interactions that they are known to have on dugongs and dolphins is not new. And so over a period of time there have been quite a few uh, deaths found, you know, dugongs found in uh, places where they shouldn't be, um, held down, trying to, you know, fishers have tried to hide them in mangroves. Um, fortunately, that is very rare now and that, that there was a, quite a spate of those some years ago. So that's not the behaviour that we currently see from our commercial fishers, which is really good, but, but it has happened in the past. And that does indicate that they most certainly do have interactions and they can be lethal on those species. In Townsville, Lucas Danzi said current regulations and reforms will mean in the future he'll have to supply imported seafood to his customers. I'm actually really worried because... Yeah, as I said, my whole life I've done this and the pinnacle of everything I've done has come up to be this shop and my partner and I are very particular about the seafood that we have here only being local and fresh. So it's a very scary time to think that in the future those individual items are going to disappear off the list and we're going to be forced to basically sell imported seafood and we don't want that at all. Darcy Fazio began his journey in the gillnet fishing industry 21 years ago continuing on his father's and Nonna's legacy. I was really young and um, me and my dad used to go down just, we used to live in this old little house on the edge of a creek and we used to go down, we used to put a net out um, in the little creek and that was one of my first memories and there's actually a picture of me holding up a, um, a little bull shark and a, and a blue salmon and an anchor. My sister was holding the anchor. It's a job Darcy feels destined for. It's just a thirst. I, I just have this feeling that I want to go fishing every day. It's just a thirst that I can't quench no matter how much I go. Or I, just, I just have to do it. I feel sick if I don't go. But it's been a tough few years. A bit gutted. We've lost a lot in the last probably, oh, definitely last 18, 18 months, two years. We had our licences resumed office. They just made an announcement in the media and so we lost our licences, all about 15 tonnes worth of quota holdings. Um, you know, our, our boats have all been rendered useless. Um, my fresh fish supply has been diminished that I used to sell at home to all the people and that. Like, all my fish shops and stuff, you know, they're all in despair because they don't know where all their barramundi and that's going to come from. Darcy uses gill nets in his fishing business. 
He's been allocated an NX licence by Fisheries Queensland, which will allow him to use gillnets over the next three years of the phase-out, but under new conditions. These include installing a camera on the boat to facilitate an independent onboard monitoring program, the presence of an observer on the majority of fishing expeditions, and checking nets every two hours. We have to have an observer come on the boat to make sure that we're one, rotting down all our discards, all our um, interactions with um, species of conservation interest, and uh, um, cross-check that we're rotting down how many fish we catch and the right weights and reporting uh, all, all that stuff. Darcy's concerned by these new conditions, primarily for the risks they pose. We've got to check all our nets within two hours. So basically, you've got to, uh, about one and a half hours, you've got to start checking your nets to have every net checked within that two-hour two period. Because it's as soon as you um, drop the, la the anchor on the last net is when you have to start checking it two hours from that time. And then, well, the other night we were, we were doing that. We are doing our best to try and, you know, abide by these new rules. And it all went terribly wrong. And this was a very nice night for fishing. There was no wind. There was no rain. Visibility was great. There was no waves. And we've come in to check a gillnet. And um, there was a big crocodile there. And I, went, I leant over the side of the boat. My hand got entangled in the gillnet. And to free that hand, because it was starting to tow my, my arm out of the boat, I had to use my other arm to um, free it because of the amount of run and, uh, run and pressure on the net. And as I've done that, I've freed one hand, but I've overbalanced and, and my other hand is actually entangled at the same time to the point that um, my legs started kicking and striking and the observer came over because Dad was trying to hold the boat where it was because we shouldn't have been there because of the current. So he couldn't help me and just lucky the observer was there, they actually grabbed me and, and dragged me back into the boat. New cameras installed by Fisheries Queensland on Darcy's boat recorded this close call. But the cameras have also been raised as a concern of privacy. So the camera videos us while we're checking the nets and also while we're sitting in the boat talking and whatnot, we've got to have a video camera on. As soon as we shoot our first bit of fishing gear, the camera must be on as soon as we tie our rope to the tree and must be and can only be turned off when we've picked up, retrieved our last anchor because it's past the part of the fishing aperture. Sean Breen of Fisheries Queensland says the observers and cameras have been introduced to validate claims from fishers that the threatened species interaction rates with gillnets are low. Unfortunately, and there are, you know, in any industry, the people that don't do exactly the right thing. And we do know that there has been not as many reported as perhaps has actually occurred in terms of interacting or impacting on these species. So with this kind of validation, um, with the, the cameras and the observer program, we'll be able to, to know for sure whether or not those interactions are happening and, and what kind of impacts uh, the, the net fishery is having on, on those species. Ms Breen says the cameras are not an invasion of privacy. There are ways that we can ensure that the privacy of the individual is protected and I think there is certainly no intention that those cameras are pointed towards sleeping quarters or internal to you know, the, the particular locations that are private on a boat, they are firmly pointed towards where the net is being pulled up and where the catch is being sorted. The question that must be asked is how much have all of these changes cost? I couldn't give you an exact price of, of the investment on that component, but, uh, you know, to date there's been 17 cameras installed on boats 
I'm not in that that part of Fisheries Queensland, so I can't give you a breakdown of the costs. So a question that remains unanswered for now. But it's not the only question the gillnet industry wants answered. After his close call, Darcy Fazio has safety at the top of his mind. I'd like to know why we can't come up with a safe resolution on how we can operate these annex fishing licences. Why can't we do a visual check at our discretion if, it, if, the, um, if the current's too strong or all the conditions are too dangerous? Why do I have to endanger my life just because someone's, someone's written that in a rule book who, who is very disconnected with the industry, although they manage it? According to Fisheries Queensland, not everything is set in stone. Change could be on the horizon. I think it's fair to say that some of them will be revised for sure. I think there'll be some that, that won't be able to be revised because they will have been subject to a government decision. Um, but certainly others that are more operational in nature, we will be able to have a look at and refine and improve so that the fishers can remain safe, sustainable and actively working in the fishery. Room to improve, says Sean Breen, Director of Fisheries Management with Fisheries Queensland. Thanks to Lucy Cooper for that story.